All right, with Will DeVito and Rory Spillane, Paper People is the short film played at the Sports and Recreation Film Festival, a mockumentary about newspaper delivery uh, services. I delivered the newspapers back in the day, so I personally love this film. I know it's a mockumentary, but guys, what era is this film supposed to be in? Um, I, 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 this, yeah, no, it's it's present day, present day yeah. for sure. Do they still I, deliver um, newspapers in, in Long Island? That's the question. They I'm still asking. do. I, I get I get newspapers thrown at my my front uh the front of my driveway every day. Uh, I don't pick them up. They accumulate, <laughs> but uh they're still there. Like like the, what's the the Long Island whatever the news the daily newspaper they 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 deliver that still. Yeah, Newsday. Yeah, news I get Newsday every day, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I guess the Mets won four days ago. I think it's um <laughs> I think it's people in cars now. I don't think the bike, yeah. the bike riding seventeen the year old. Peep, yeah, the, the, the adults took over. I remember the when that yeah, it's early. more it's more retirees than high schoolers now. Yeah, the, the, in the early two thousands, it's a, it's a it's a class system. We don't have to get into it, but basically they they took over the newspaper delivery uh, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boomers ruined everything. What else is new? Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to get to. I agree with you. We don't have to get to it because we're making. We're talking about- <laughs> cut that! Cut that! Cut that! <laughs> okay, so tell me about this. The story of this idea. You guys worked together before. When this this kind of idea kind of spawn for you guys to kind of write and and make a film about? Uh, sure. So me and Will met in high school. Um, we were both uh, theater kids. Um, and you know we uh, we became really close friends over the course of, you know, our high school uh, career. And we, during college, we started, well, actually how it started is we started making, our friend group, we started making uh, like birthday presents for each other where we like would write these little creative things. Um, Like one of them was like a rap battle uh, for, our, one of our older friends and then um another one was like a song like based on it's always sunny that we wrote for our other friend and then will and our other friend jordan um they made like this interactive short film for me for my birthday okay um and i never made one for will's birthday <laughs> because he's a year older than younger than us and you know, we had lost that spirit for a bit. Uh, so I'm sorry about that, Will. That's okay, man. I think <laughs> yeah. we've, we've, it's a slight grudge that I've held to this. Yeah, day. yeah, no. Um, Every now and then he'll, he'll make me feel bad about it. it. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, we always, we were always making little like short films and sketches. Gotcha. And then that grew um, once we were of college age to doing sketches with each other over like our breaks. And we would time it up when everyone was home from college. Um, and then we slowly grew that. And then we wrote the, the original idea for this came before we did my like thesis project, I think. Yeah. Right, right? Like in 2018. No. Yeah. Yeah. What happened was um, I had just seen, you know, that uh, that like documentary about the Russian doping scandal, I- Icarus Rising. Yeah. Yeah. So I had seen that the night before and then I went on a run. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, how funny is it that like they, the Russian government cares enough about the Olympics to like 
spend that much money to cheat and then i texted will and all of our friends and i was like guys i have a really funny sketch idea like what if like a newspaper delivery boy was just like on steroids um and then you know like we started like we started talking about it and then eventually you know it snowballed and we were like oh this is like an actually like more like a good idea and we should like expand on this and then it became a film the film yeah so how much is in the film is like is is scripted and what way is anything improvised like is it most of it you guys wrote in the film i think my beanbag was improvised on the day (laughs) yeah that might be the only improvised line in the in the thing is fuck my beanbag yeah pretty much everything that like a lot of the punchlines some stuff we like gave all the actors freedom fortunately we made this with just our friends it was something that was like a a very quarantine project where or not deep quarantine. once it was passed everyone could get covid tested by this point it was like fall of 2020 when we finally got around it was a very long process in between each step um whereas like we didn't finish the final edit of it until this past winter um but we did all the production in like November of 2020. Um, but we had a skeleton crew of just people that we knew. So because we grew up doing theater, we had a lot of friends who are actors and yeah. um, filmmakers who all went to like school for it. So we got everyone together and we're just able to like have fun with a lot of the process. And that kind of resulted in a lot of it being improvised. But I mean, we like pretty thoroughly wrote the script and everyone was very well rehearsed like going into yeah. it. So we had versions of every scene that was like very by the script and then gotcha. some stuff that was more improvised and switched. And in. then you let them kind of like, like, yeah, after the, after the, cause the, cause I've seen a lot of mockumentaries before and a lot of them, most of them don't work. Like 95% of them don't work. Right. Because there's, there's a tone issue, right. In terms of like, it's, it's a mockumentary, but it's not, it's got to still glean some sort of reality. Right. And you got to mm-hmm. care about the characters. So yeah. a lot of it has to do with casting. Right. And so Jack, the, the guy who played Logan, fantastic. And then- uh, He's phenomenal. So where did you find that guy? Where did you find him? Is he a friend of yours? Yeah, Jack and I were on the same Little League baseball team when we were like nine. <laughs> and we both played the outfield. Neither of us were good. And we would constantly get yelled at for like picking up the flowers in the outfield and not paying attention. Um, but yeah, so he and I, um, we went to the same acting studio starting when we were in like seventh grade. Um, and then Rory, obviously, we all got connected like in high school and kept working with each other. He went to SUNY Fredonia, um, which is like a state university in upstate New York um, for acting. So he like studied it in school as well. Yeah, I think that's like, I don't know, what what makes it really cool for me is that I knew literally every single person that worked on both of us knew every single person that worked on this project uh like for years before we did it like down to like even like the sound designer is the two of our best friends you know what I mean from high school so I think that's that's what kind of made it special is that like there was no period of like oh how do you work how do you tick like like what's like like how do you you know how do you play with this person like we all knew each other we knew each other's backgrounds we knew 
you know, who had beef, who didn't, who were best friends, who weren't, you know what I mean? Like, it, but and that's it was all great. said and good, but you got to be talented too, right? Like, you can't just, well, like, that's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And be able to like focus and still take it seriously. So, yeah. like, friend Evan, who was our first AD, like, love him to death. He's the perfect person that you could have like trust to speak sternly to us and say like we need to get oh, this done right we now crashed or we're not gonna have time evan. we absolutely evan because both of us um we're very easily distracted people yeah. uh in different ways but we're very easily distracted so someone like like evan Schild, um yeah saved our lives because he would be the one who's like yeah you can't do like this eighth take because it's almost sundown and yeah. we still need to do three more scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So practically he's like producing the film almost too, right? Like he's basically making sure. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So our friends, um, Evan and Austin, Evan was our first AD and Austin was our director of photography also acted as producers on it. Um, yeah. They were helping us out a lot in like the pre-production stages as well. So like a lot of the um, logistical process of the film um a lot of that credit goes to them as well yeah so, so the character of uh jack your lead and we'll get to the other the girl in a second but he's like the kind of com com comedy trope where like he's the overconfident overcompensated loser i guess right like we've yeah seen, absolutely we've seen yeah. that type of character before but we enjoy like will ferrell plays all the time like we mm -hmm. like that like the, but it's very it's very easy to say uh, that's a good character but it's very hard to perform because we we have to still like this character he can't be a complete jerk right like mm -hmm. and we do like yeah, and yeah i think that's We just lost uh, Rory's. Um, oh, Rory, your audio. I think you're covering your microphone with your hand. <laughs> oh, wait. Can, am I coming in now? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah. All right. Sorry funny. about that. I think where yeah. that comes from is originally when we wrote the scripts, like the first pass of it, um, he was the main protagonist. Kelsey wasn't really a character. Yeah. Um, and I think as we were writing him, it was more, we realized more and more like, oh, this guy's kind of an asshole. And we kind of need like something to bounce it off. Not, not necessarily make him the antagonist, but like yeah. not make him the main protagonist who you have to root for kind of situation. Yeah. So I think the fact that we started out writing him with like love, yeah, you know what I mean? Like making him like, okay, like this is a person, um, you know like he's out there but like there's something grounded in him i think that that's where that came from and the fact that he kind of turned into this caricature yeah. asshole i think like that became the focus but also like the the anchor of like oh but he's a person that we originally wrote to care about i think it stayed there if that yeah, makes well, sense well it's one of those guy characters that we kind of all know that in a sense we're he's 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 gonna lose right like he's yeah not, yeah it's never on his side because of whatever it is his 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 looks or whatever his like whatever it is right like it's like he's a, like it's just something there's something missing that and then maybe it's mm -hmm. just your luck that he luck is never on his side i guess right and then so that's what makes you care for him because you know he's bound to lose in a sense right yeah it's also yeah. a fun narrative of like I love the idea of starting the story with what the audience thinks it's going to be about. 
and then kind of turning it as you yeah. go further and further into the story. So as like as Logan keeps devolving into the 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 manicness of of winning, you kind of get to figure out like what makes Kelsey tick. And yeah. then as it all comes to a head like in this race and then they both lose. Now, what did they each gain from it? Whereas Logan, you would think would be the one to like transform because he's who we see at the beginning, but he's still hell bent on like, well, maybe I'll, I'll go win at Walmart or I'll go win somewhere else. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. actually gains something from it and can move on from this thing that we learn was kind of brought in by overcompensating for the fact that she like grew up um, having like lost her dad and, and keeps all of these like little lessons that he taught her and she yeah. kind of focuses on like living up to his legacy um, which is kind of like reference in little spots we didn't want to like beat that over the head of people and like say have her say in an interview like I'd, I'm doing this for my dad we just kind of yeah. like little things and she refers to him a lot but without necessarily like saying that he's not around so this so her character is like she's you know like she's she's got like she's got the like she's 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 confident she's got the discipline she's got the organizational skills like she's she's a pretty good uh foe against this character like the loser character i don't want to you know he's not you know what i mean that that type of character right yeah so, yeah 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 so she, yeah, he's yeah, not she's, here where you did you find her where'd you find uh elise <laughs> Oh, um, so Elise dated Austin, who was our VP and uh, (laughs) uh, producer. They are no longer longer together. But but it's still a very, like, nice amicable thing where, like, she's still very included in all of this. Yeah. Like, Um, uh, we we had to do um, not a reshoot, but, uh, like, there's an ADR uh, scene towards the end that... uh, like we heard it and we were like this is awful we need to do this again (laughs) and so like six months later i think they had already broken up at that point we were like hey elise can you just record this like specific line again real quick and she was a total total champ about it yeah so props does she want to be an actor is that like her thing or yeah so she was in um she was in school at the new school and I believe that's what she was studying there. Okay. Uh, if Elise is listening right now and I am incorrect, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but we knew that she had performed in some things. She had never done any like short film stuff before. I think she had everything that she had acted in before was more like live. Um, and we just thought it would be fun to work with her on something because again, we were trying to keep all of it like pretty close to home in terms of sure. casting and, and crew, specifically just because of the state of the world at the time while we were trying to make it. Yeah. Um, so we had reached out to her and asked if she wanted to be a part of it and had her like send us a little bit of like reading of the scripts. We did a table read with everyone um, mm-hmm. beforehand as kind of like a mini casting session. Um, but it was great that we were able to like handpick people for roles instead of necessarily having to like go out blindly into the world, um, to cast it because we kind of had all the people that fit those descriptions for the characters while we were casting it already. Yeah. Um, did we write it with a lot of the people in mind? Kind of like that yeah. was a big part of it as well. That's, that was like a huge plus too. That's like, what's great about, you know, um, growing up with all these people who 
are interested in making, you know, art like this is that like I was writing this and I was like, oh, there are like six people in my mind who could play Kelsey. There are like four people I'm thinking of off the top of my head who could play Chip, who could play Logan. Yeah. So like while, while we're writing it, we're like, oh yeah, this kind of sounds like uh, Jared. This kind of sounds like, uh, you, like you know what I mean? No, that was my question. The guy who plays Nate, Jared, he's, does he, is that him? Like, is he like, is he acting or is that just like, cause he's so convincing as this character. <laughs> it's exaggerated. Yeah. But Jared, Jared is a very laid back individual. Yeah. And he always <laughs> and then the guy who plays Chimp, like the guys, he's a, the, the guy, he's amazing. He's like an Oscar. He's, he's going to be an actor on the right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he could have done more in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i actually that guy's like a total stranger we we picked him up off the street he was like that kind was of the one random one <laughs> yeah so obviously it was you rory but uh so did you do you always want to play like are you, are you an actor did you always did you were you always convinced that you're going to play this character um yeah i uh i went to um i graduated from pace university uh with an acting degree a solid six months before uh the pandemic hit and uh, COVID uh, wiped out acting for a good year, um, which was great timing. But um, yeah, I, when I was writing this, I kind of had in mind, if I'm being honest, like as I was writing it, I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could play this character. Um, it was never like set in stone, but the more we like talked about it, the more I was like, oh, this is like a character I would play. So it made sense. But you didn't want to play the lead? Like, you, did you ever think about playing the lead in the, in the film? Um, no, no, just because I felt like there were better people. There were people I knew who could do it better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there wasn't necessarily anyone I knew who could play Chip better, do you, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So you guys, when you guys have to, so what, 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 what was the issue in post-production? Like, what took so long? Was it lots of coverage and lots of like things to play with or you're just laziness on big part of it <laughs> yeah it was a lot of um a lot of uh oh hey when are we going to edit this <laughs> yeah so i did um most of the editing for the project and i we we rat, we did the production over like three days in november and then shortly after that i moved up to maine um for like that winter of like 2021 2020 into 2021 um to teach ski lessons at a mountain up there so i made that like the rough cut was like my project while i was up there um another big part of it was like reaching out for people that were available for the scoring and for the sound editing so our friend pat who is our like sound mixer he wasn't around the weekend that we were doing production so we used all of his equipment but we didn't actually have him um but he handled all the editing for us so we had to like wait until there was a time where there are parts of it it's great being able to do a lot of stuff over zoom and like collaborate and like send cuts and like get notes and get it back from there um, but nothing really beats being able to just like sit down with multiple people in a room and talk something through and, and yeah. make live like edits to it. Um, so I think not being able to do that was a big deterrent of getting it done a lot quicker. 
Um, sometimes projects just need to like sit for a little bit and then you come back to it. Um, I think that was a big thing for part of it because I was sitting over my computer, like doing the initial rough cut for however many hours it took. And the original version of the film was like 18 and a half minutes. Um, and then we slowly whittled it back to like 15. And then with the credits, it, it extended back to like 16. Um, so shaving off a full three minutes, like, and figuring out which bits we wanted to like cut out. That took a long time. Um, and also just, again, the availability for like the scoring. So Emily Graham, who did all of our, who did all of like the, the score, um, she's fantastic. And Rob Milano, who did all of the, uh, he did two of the original songs. So the song that's playing when Nate is driving the car, um, he wrote that. And then he wrote like the little paper people theme, um, that happens at like the very end of the film. He's one of Roy's friends from college and he's yeah. fantastic. And Emily yeah. is wonderful also and had worked with us on another project before this cool so then you guys got the film done how does it feel like this is your first film uh like does it feel good you want to send send it to festival see what people think of it yeah i it feels amazing um i i honestly um the the little like uh smash cut of all the people reviewing paper people uh, that you sent uh, a while back was yeah. one of like the most um, one of my favorite moments <laughs> like as like an artist because it was it was like the first time that like people who had no reason to say anything nice other than just because they had something nice to say like like actively engaged in something that you know, I had made, uh, and it felt really amazing. It was great. So thank you for that. Thank you to everyone who saw it and liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, it really means the world to me and I'm sure to Will as well. Uh, yeah. Will, are you okay with that? Were you okay with the video? I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He said it perfectly. So I, yeah, I Will said he hated it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> we, I actually, the first thing that I said, I was like, they could even be harder on us. I was like, I want to hear what they didn't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah, that trick guy was kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From every level of also, just I love when we were making it originally, we were like, how deep do we want to get with this versus just like how silly and like fun? Um, so when you get like the layers of responses from people getting like the deeper things that we were going for with the individual like character journeys and like the little jokes and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, to the very basic of just being like, this is just fun. Like this is, this is, and that's it. Like, they don't really yeah. know what else to say besides like, this brought me joy and yeah. that was great. Like that is really personally all I want out of being a, a filmmaker and an entertainer um and so like that was very gratifying again like rory said just for yeah. people to say that they enjoyed it for no other reason besides yeah, like there were there were two specific reviews that were kind of like on the opposite side of the spectrums mm -hmm. um like one of them was like oh yeah this is like a really important story to tell right now and um <laughs> uh you know like Oh, there was like, you know, the, the, like, we hope they get together at the end, but we don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one was like, yeah, it was awesome. It was cool. I liked it. And I, I laughed a few times. Cool. Great. 
And honestly, <laughs> those are my two favorite reviews because they both got, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five.